0: Welcome back, my friends. Remember this the main truths are the plain truths, and the plain truths are the main truths. Now, none of us are like Einstein. I imagine I'm certainly not. Most of us are a little bit slow. And so, God has made it very, very plain in His Word so that anybody can understand the main truths. Because the main truths, what are they? The main truths are the plain truths, and the plain truths. the main truths. Now we did five of the main truths in the first segment. Now we're going to do another five. Number six, here it comes. God has given us his commandments for our safety and our security. Now I know a lot of people don't like to hear about the commandments, but the Bible tells me that God has given us his ten commandments, his holy law for our safety and our security. Now, we're going to take our Bible and we're going to come over here once again to the book of Genesis, Genesis 2, verses 15 down to 17. Dear hearts and gentle people, Genesis 2, 15 to 17, here we go. Then the Lord God, Yahweh Elohim, took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to tend And keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. God said, You can do this, and you can do this and you can do this, but you can't touch the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, because if you do, you are going to die. I want you to know this. There's nothing wrong with the Ten Commandments. You know why people don't like the Ten Commandments, don't you? You know why people don't like the Ten Commandments? It's because they're breaking the Ten Commandments. Yeah, Adulterers don't like the Seventh Commandment. They don't. Idolaters don't like the first or the second commandment. Fornicators don't like those commandments. A thief doesn't like the commandment that says, you shall not steal. But the happiest people on the face of this earth, my friends, are the people who keep the Ten Commandments. This is the truth. The happiest people. Now, Genesis, the first book in the Bible, the very basis for everything else in the Bible. Genesis tells us how humanity chose to disobey God. God has given us freedom of choice. They perverted the gift of the freedom of choice and they chose to disobey God. Um, In Genesis, you read the story of the serpent who was still deceiving men and women. Most people in this world today and many people in the so-called Christian church, my friends, are being deceived uh, as the woman was deceived by the serpent because the serpent is alive and well on planet Earth. Now, what happened? Well, the Bible tells me that Adam and Eve ended up running away from God and hiding from God. Disobedience always means insecurity, fear, and death. I say to you, look around you. Look at this planet in rebellion. People everywhere, commentators on the left, commentators on the right, commentators in the middle, tell us that we have got this planet and this nation in one one tremendous mess. I was going to say, a hell of a mess because that's exactly what it is. It's become a hell and it's a mess. Our shootings are up. Cities are burning. There seems to be a wave of fear and a wave of lawlessness that is sweeping over the world. Uh, you, you know, it's, it's the absolute truth what I'm telling you. We have today, my friends, listen to this, we have a war against the Bible A war against God and a war against the commandments of God. And it's getting worse. Now, I want you to come over here to Isaiah chapter 48 and verse 18. Dear friends, over here, we're going to leave the the book of Genesis for a moment. And this is a commentary on what I've been talking about. Isaiah 48 and verse 18, God says, Oh, that you had heeded my commandments then your peace would have been like a river and your righteousness like the waves of the sea. Uh, What the world needs today is Christ and what the world needs today are the commandments of God. Now, I was thinking today because most of my books and all of my notes are are packed away, so a lot of this stuff is just coming out of this poor little old computer up here between my ears. There was a. I used to quote this man, Professor Walter Rauschenbusch. I hope that's approximate, approximately right, but he was a great theologian, and he said this: People talk, talk about breaking the commandments of God, but he said after those commandments have been broken a million times. The commandments are entirely intact. There's not even a a crack in them. There's not a chip in the enamel. You know it's true. But he said the lawbreakers, that's another matter. If you want to see the lawbreakers, go to places like Egypt. See the great monuments. See the great buildings all in ruins. Go to Babylon where the avenging angel rode up on the wall of the palace You are weighed in the balances and found wanting. The professor said, and I'm going by memory, he said, go to places, meet people. He said, read faces, visit cemeteries uh, where the recording angel of death has written down the inscriptions. For instance, here lies the mortal remains of Will Smith, who played football with the Ten Commandments and contradicted his Maker, and departed this life at the early age of 35. His mother and his wife weep for him, nobody else does. Rest in peace. So, God gave us His commandments not as burdens upon our souls, but as an expression of our freedom. So, I believe in the commandments of God. Now, plain, main truth number seven God is good. Satan put out a big lie. God is a tyrant. He gave Adam and Eve a beautiful home. They had fullness of health and joy, a perfect marriage. What do they do? They slap God in the face. Now come back and you read the story in Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3 and verses 7 down to 9. I come back again to the first book of the Bible. This great, great, marvelous book, Genesis 3, verses 7 to 9. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from from the presence of the Lord God among the trees. Of the garden. Then the Lord God, Yahweh Elohim, called to Adam and said, Where are you? So, what's going on here? God comes looking for them because they're not looking for God. The human race has never been looking for God. Because God is good and benevolent and loving, God comes looking for us and says, Where are you? What is he like? He's very, very good. When I was a boy growing up in Brisbane, Queensland, Australia, many years ago, I went along to my first evangelistic campaign that was taken by a great American evangelist, Pastor Clifford Reeves. And this country has been a light to the world. But I fear the light is going out because the church is letting the light go out. And in that mission, as we call it, they sang a hymn. Sing it o'er and o'er again, Christ receives the sinful men. Make the message clear and plain, Christ receives the sinful men. So this is the plain truth I want you to know today, that God is good and God loves you and Christ died for you and Christ receives the sinful men when we come to him. The next plain truth, here it is, plain truth number eight, the plain truth that is the main truth, the main truth that is the plain truth. It is called righteousness by faith. It is taught in the book of Genesis. It is possibly the most important doctrine in the whole of the Bible and greatly misunderstood. I want you to come to Genesis chapter 15. Imagine finding righteousness by faith in, the, in this book, the book of Genesis. Genesis 15 and verses 5 to 6. Genesis 15, 5 to 6. It's talking about Abraham and God. Then he brought him outside and said, Look now toward heaven and count the stars if you are able to number them. And he said to him, So shall your descendants be. And he believed in the Lord and he accounted it to him for righteousness. We are, My dear friends, we are not saved by our human merit. We're not saved because we're good enough. The word justify doesn't mean to make righteous. It is a forensic term, it is a legal term and it means a, a declaration. On the basis of the goodness of Christ and the sinner's repentance, God declares the sinner righteous. This is called the good news. If it's not what I'm telling you today, it's not good news. It's a terrible, terrible burden. I want you to come over here to Romans chapter 4, which picks up from the book of Genesis. Romans chapter 4 and verses 1 down to 3. Romans 4. And verses one down to three. What then shall we say that Abraham our father has found according to the flesh? For if Abraham was justified by works, he is something to boast about, but not before God. But what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Righteousness is given as a gift through the merits of Christ when we come in faith to Christ. Now, many years ago, I had the privilege of going to the Philippines and running a huge evangelistic campaign. I've spent my life pastoring churches, big churches and little churches, running little evangelistic campaigns and some of the biggest campaigns in the history of the Christian church. But we went to the city of Manila and ran this tremendous campaign for the glory of God. And during the campaign, we were taken out to this prison and taken on to death row. Did you hear me? We were taken on to death row. That is enough to sober up any preacher because those young men were going to be executed. Death row. I'd never been on death row before. What did I preach to those young men about? And all the prisoners couldn't uh, came and stood around holding on to the bars, but I spoke especially to a group of about 15 or 20 young men who were going to go and be put to death. When you're preaching to young men who are going to be put to death, you're not talking about the birds of the Bible or some other stupid topic. So I spoke on the cross of Christ and the truth of justification. I told those young men that Christ had borne their guilt, that Christ had gone through the flaming torch and the wrath of God had been directed against God's only son, the wrath of God. You say, do you believe in the wrath of God? Wait till you hear me next week. Absolutely. The Bible talks over and over again about the wrath of God God is not a big cuddly teddy bear. He is the essence of love and benevolence, but he is a righteous God. Amen. And on the cross, God in Christ took his own medicine and he bore the sin of the world. He was punished. No, 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 said the people with the moral influence theory nonsense. No, he was never punished. Yes. He was punished in my place. Book of Galatians says, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, hanging on the tree. Cursed is everyone, it says in Galatians. Read it, Galatians 3. Read it, ponder it, and be honest with yourself. I told those young men that Christ had borne their guilt and had died for them. They broke down and they wept. Dr. Graham Bradford and I took them into an adjoining room where there was a font of water, dirty water, and we baptised them into Christ. I expect to see them again in the morning. So the main truth is the plain truth and the plain truth is Christ died for the ungodly. Now, truth number nine. Judgment Day is a certainty... Because Genesis says so. There's the flaming sword. It's judgment day. But the Bible also talks about the book of Genesis, majors on the on the truth, the historical truth of the great flood. Now we're not going to look it up, but you can read that in Genesis 6. The Bible teaches that God destroyed. The ancient world, because of the workers of iniquity, God is very, very patient, but there's a limit to the patience of God and the evil that is going on in America and around the world tells us that judgment day is coming. Let the scoffers scoff. Wait till the fire falls. I want you to come over now to 2 Peter chapter 3, which is a commentary on Genesis. 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 5 and onwards. 2 Peter chapter 3, 5 to 7. For this they willingly forget that by the word of God the heavens were of old and the earth standing out of the water and in the water by which the world that then existed perished, being flooded with water. But the heavens and the earth, which are now preserved by the same word, are reserved for fire until the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. The Bible teaches the flood is coming and it won't be a flood of water. Today, There's a great war against God and against the law. There's a war against marriage. There's a war against truth. It's permeated right through American society. Our leaders, many of our leaders are, I'm talking in politics, are preaching the war against God. God have mercy on them. Years ago, one man poked his finger through the, the great dam that was holding back the great sea of lawlessness. He put. Po- I think you know who he was, he poked his finger through that and violated the Ten Commandments. He said, that's all we're going to do. No, the dam is just about gone. And people today are so confused they don't know what's a man, they don't know what's a woman. I watched in Australia, (laughs) it'd be funny if it wasn't so sad, four Australian leading government figures. A reporter said to them, please, would you define for me what a woman is? All looked at each other. Hmm. What's a woman? There's a couple of women up the front, a couple of men, doctors, and so forth. They said, we can't answer that question. We can't define, we can't tell you what a woman is. Now, if if I was preaching this 20, 30 years ago and told you this was going to happen in Australia, in America, you'd say, never, never, never. Now we don't have time to read it, but in the book of Genesis, you have the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. Big story there. I've been there. Beverly and I have been there, at least to the locality. We have let the ashes run through our fingers and we have picked out the little bits of human bone down on the southern part of the Dead Sea, on the Jordanian side, great cemetery with thousands of graves there, a place called Babadra. It happened. It will happen again. Genesis says judgment day is coming and the clock is tick, 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 tick and as you know, the bulletin of the atomic scientist tells us that the atomic clock now is, listen, 90 seconds to midnight, 90 seconds, tick, 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 tick. Now, the 10th truth, the plain truth, God will take care of you. Come to Genesis chapter 50, Genesis chapter 50, verses 18, 19, and 20. It's a great text. We don't have time for the story, not much in here. Genesis 50, verses 18 to 20. Then his brothers also went and fell down before his face and said, behold, we are your servants. Joseph said to them, do not be afraid for for am I in the place of God? But as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring about as as it is this day to save many people, to save their lives. He was like Christ, thrown into a pit, sold as a slave, betrayed, thrown into prison, forgotten and forsaken, not forgotten by God, of course. And God had a plan. And in the end of his life, he said, you meant it for evil to me. But God meant it for good. Because in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. So here we're going to have a summary of these great truths. But let me say just one other thing about Joseph. There were times, I imagine, when he felt pretty low. What are you going to do? He goes into part of his house, Mrs. Potiphar gets after him. He's thrown into a prison. He could have given up, but let me tell you something. God doesn't sleep. He was watching his servant. The book of Genesis says you are never lost, you are never alone, you are never, never forgotten. So here's a summary. Main truths that are the plain truths in the book of Genesis, which is the basis for everything else that follows. Number one, God made us, therefore we have a destiny. Number two, marriage is between one man and one woman. Sorry, White House, but I'd rather be in God's house than in the White House. Do you think God cares about people's position? The Sabbath, number three, is a foundation stone. Number four, death and sorrow are the result of man's rebellion. Number five, Jesus is the seed of the woman. He was bruised, but he will crush the head of the serpent. Number six, God has given us his law for our good. Don't mess with the commandments. Number seven, God is good and comes looking for us when we do stupid things. He comes and says, where are you? Number eight, righteousness is the gift of God to all who believe. Amazing. Number nine, there is a judgment day and we can already smell the fire. And number 10, God will take care of you. Remember this, the main truths are the plain truths. God has made it plain so that even people like you and me can find our way home to the kingdom of God. And as you think about this today, know that God knows all about you and God has a place prepared for you Believe in the God who believes in you. Pastor
1: John Carter has taken us around the world to broaden our knowledge of the Bible. From remote places, he has brought us new insights into the scriptures. Now he is bringing these teachings closer to home, your home, he is asking you Followers of the Carter Report to share any questions you may have about scripture, religion, and the challenges you face in your everyday life. First, record your questions on your cell phone. Then send these by email to question2carter at gmail.com. Watch for your recorded question and hear the answer from Pastor Carter. Jesus is the answer, and we welcome your questions. You can now find the Carter Report anywhere, anytime, on any Android or Apple device. Use your cell phone, tablet, computer, or TV to access the many inspirational messages from Pastor Carter 24-7. For Apple users, go to the App Store. For Android users, go to Google Play and download the free Carter Report app. The Carter Report also has an official YouTube and Vimeo channel. Search for the Carter Report and find the topic that speaks to you. Roku users, simply search for The Carter Report and download the app free. The same on Amazon Fire. For Apple TV, visit the App Store and download the app. Reach out to The Carter Report and experience the hope, faith, and love of Jesus Christ. For a copy of today's program, please contact us at P.O. Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California,